1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the next with Vinny and Haney.
2: Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists.
1: 1057
3: the fan. Hitty hitty 1057 the fan. Turn it up Tuesday. News from the Nest. As you just heard, John Harbaugh met with the media yesterday talking about his team coming off their bye, getting ready for the Rams, seven-point favorites against LA. One o'clock kickoff this Sunday. MT Bank Stadium. First home game in a while for sure since the Cincinnati Thursday night game where Joe Burrow got hurt a few weeks back, but John Harbaugh was asked yesterday. Now, keep in mind, this was ahead of Jacksonville against the Bengals on Monday Night Football, but asked about the potential of the Ravens being the number one seed this year.
4: I'm excited, just like all the players are. I hope the fans are. With the opportunity that we have and that that our guys have, uh, have created for themselves, you know, and you do that by just taking it one day at a time and trying to be the best football team you can be and try to play the best you can, so... I feel like our guys have done a good job of that, but it's always looking forward. Challenges are in front of us, and we need to be ready for them.
3: Now, go back to 2019 again, and I remember after the fact when the Ravens were upset by the Titans. Well, Harp shouldn't have rested his starters against the Steelers in the season for now because you had that bye week off back then. In the old days of four years ago, top two seeds got the bye, now just one. And losing the edge. And the Ravens had won 12 in a row. Keep in mind, Andrews was banged up. Mark Gingram was banged up. And never really were healthy again as that season came to a disappointing end against the Tennessee Ball Club. But I'm thinking, Nolan, you get the number one seed here. I mean, even if you're riding whatever winning streak that would be. I don't feel like doing math right now. I mean, you'll take that bye. And you're going to be grateful that you got it. Because It's one accomplishment that a lot of people didn't think your team was uh, worthy of achieving this season. Why complicate things? Keep it simple. It's one less game between
5: you and a Super Bowl. That's all you should view it as, essentially. I mean, there were a handful of reasons the Ravens got upset by the Titans in 2019. The bye week was not one of them. The whole rust versus rest thing, that was not why the Ravens
3: lost. There's plenty of reasons. I I don't want to hear that. It's like the whole college basketball like when Maryland won the national title they got upset by NC State in the ACC tournament well it's best they lost now because Maryland was on a pretty big winning streak at that time yeah I explained that to Gary Williams in a locker room after Julius Hodges popping off down in Greensboro and he had still yet to win the ACC tournament Maryland did eventually cut down the Nets in Atlanta but now you try to win every game to borrow a phrase from Herm Edwards you play to win the game so they're going to play to win and that number one seed i think and that extra week's rest would be huge for them now the playoffs started today which they don't miami would be the number one seed so the ravens would play indy right it's two and seven then it would be three and six would be kc and cleveland and then jacksonville would take on Pittsburgh, and then Miami would get the lowest remaining seat. Isn't that how that all shakes out now? Correct, yes. So, I can see the Colts come in here. A little measure of revenge, if in fact that's how it plays out. But again, still plenty, plenty of football left to be played as we talk about the bye week, which the Ravens are coming off of. John Harbaugh, how's that bye week working out for you and the players right now?
4: I'm sure it is. I mean, they, they see them, but they feel good. They're full of energy, but it's a long season. You know, it's a big challenge, and every one of these games is a really physical type type of a of a game. So uh, our guys can use it. I uh, know a number of teams. Other teams had it this week, so we're the last buy, I think. And so everybody will be uh, full on the rest of the way.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you look—is Mark Andrews coming back anytime soon? No. You hope we get him back at some point in time, but you don't think. You know, even your long snappers probably dealing with aches and pains. And maybe Justin Tucker's got a tired leg, for all we know, missing the field goal against the Chargers last week. So, the rest is going to benefit them all. And not only, Nolan, from a physical standpoint, maybe a little mental break could be something they all all could need. And sitting back, watching everything unfold this weekend, that worked out perfectly for them. I'm feeling this will be a nice and... uh, uh, let's say, well-rested and mentally well-rested team when they get back at it. Right. I've never played in
5: the NFL, so I can't well, yeah, speak from... Really? I you in yeah. Super Bowl nine. No, I, I, I know I pretended to, to sign some autographs, but, you know, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Uh, but I would imagine the players prefer having their bye week as later in the season as possible. Uh, I feel, I, as a fan, I always bothered me if the Ravens got an early bye. It feels like a waste. You're still so early in the season. You're still so fresh. Now is the perfect time. And really, I, I mean, the Ravens do kinda look smart for declining their buy after the London trip. Correct. Because again, you were able to navigate that the
3: tough travels around that time came out on the other side okay. And now you're rewarded with a later buy. And then you play that Thursday night game against Cincy, then you get the super terrific mini buy before you go to the Chargers and then get your bye-bye. So, yeah, that's a Ravens team that's going to be ready to rock and roll. Other buys this past week, by the way, were Buffalo, Chicago, Raiders, Minnesota, the Giants. So, teams getting ready for the stretch run as we're now into the month of December. It is news from the NASVD. And Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Bob Haney with you. he's off today. John Harbaugh, what are you focusing on right now?
4: I don't really think about that. I mean, I, I just, you look at everything all the time. These coaches over here, some of the, the best high school coaches in the area, the most successful guys here, all nominated for coach of the year, uh, high school coaches in the area, uh, just fantastic football coaches. It's the same It's the same for you guys as it is for us. I don't think it's any different. You look at your team, you, you got the eye test, what you see on tape. You got the analytic test is what the numbers tell you. And uh, you look at all that stuff and you say, okay, what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? Where, where are our opportunities? What can we leverage? to give our guys an advantage going forward.
3: Now, we talked about this last hour with Kevin Allstriker, Nolan, and I brought it up in the opening monologue. Concerns for the rate, schedule's tough, can't do anything about that. You have to play the games that are on your schedule. But if you look at the team coming out of that bye, the major concern is what, and Kevin brought up Ronnie Stanley in the O-line, and we also talked about that as well. I mean, if there's a, a hole, air quotes, in the team, is it the O-line right now? Probably. I mean,
5: thinking defensively, still, I I don't know. I'm In the back of my head, I've been waiting for the secondary to kind of not collapse but play worse than they have. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're getting away with so much, and I'm not calling the guys untalented. Brandon Stevens is playing out of his mind this year. You're getting good stuff out of guys like Ronald Darby, but – I look at that unit on paper, Marcus Williams playing with one arm. I'm, there's no way they should be playing this well. Pass rush has a lot to do with that. Thank God they're humming, but I don't know. I, I think I'd go offensive line right now, but that secondary is lingering in the back of my head. But
3: is it offensive line or one offensive line then? Well, the, has
5: the, one we're talk- the one we're talking about is the most important one, your left <laughs> right. tackle. So if he's out, that does – Make the whole line worse.
3: And when he's playing, he's not playing like he was when he was all-pro getting a long-term deal, Ronnie Stanley, either. So there's a dilemma for sure. Banged up and, I am going want to say ineffective, but I don't think he's going to be a first-team all-pro this year. No, well, you never, you never want to have the conversation of, okay, is this
5: backup sixth man, McCary, give us a better chance to win than the guy we're paying all this money? You never want to have that conversation, but the Ravens might have to have that conversation.
3: It's been Ian haney 105.7 the fans. Speaking of money, we'll come back and count ours, hopefully, with buy or sell. Sean Devaney, Heavy.com, will be joining us, talking about the NBA, the in-season tournament, which continues on. The Wizards are dreadful. Detroit's terrible. San Antonio's terrible. Why so much suckage at the back end of each conference? And we're going to hear more from Mike Elias and Brandon Hyde, who met with the media yesterday down at the winter meetings, got NFL and lunch. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we'll look at the schedule for Week 14, National Football League, talk about an updated pick standings as we all had Jacksonville last night. We lost, obviously. And then Rich Dubrov joins us live from Nashville. What's going on with the Orioles down there at a the winter meeting?
2: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you buying Straight cash, homie. or are you selling?
1: I'm not gonna buy into that crap. Penny and Annie. Yeah. Sponsored by Window Nation.
2: There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057.
3: Dean 105.7 The Fan. First week of December. Tons going on in the world of sports. The NFL and their stretch run. College football playoffs are set. The Heisman finalists were announced yesterday. You get college basketball started. You got the NBA in-season tournament happening. You got a big fight. My cousin's fighting on Saturday. Devin Haney against Regis Progray. That's going to be a big bout. You got the winter meetings in Major League Baseball. But so little time to talk about it, but we'll try to get to as much as we can. But right now, no one, most importantly, forget about Joe Itani and his 500 mil. Where's our five bucks? by or All
5: right. A lot of red here. Okay, Not good. Uh, I see the S&P 500 down about uh, 474. NASDAQ down about 72 cents. Under Armour down 35 cents. DraftKings down 58 cents. Nothing but red. We'll try again tomorrow, but start here with a team that is selling or appears to be selling yet again the Rays Uh, no surprise to see them mentioned as sellers this time of year they've made a habit out of it and actually been pretty successful doing it over the years they always know just when to let go of a talented starting pitcher and then somehow always end up replacing them with someone even better Uh, but now the rumors don't just include pitchers Tyler Glass now we know he's probably going to get dealt but even Randy Orozarena has had his name included in trade rumors this week at the winter meetings. Buy or sell, Bob. Unlike some of
3: their past trades, getting rid of a Rosarena is a move the Rays would regret. I'll buy that 100%, especially with the uncertain status of Wanda Franco right now. You don't know if he'll ever play for you again. And you mentioned Glass now. He came in the Chris Archer deal, if I'm not mistaken, along with Austin Meadows. And as happenstance, Watching the break here before we came out on MLB Network, Chris Archer got named as like an executive or a, 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 an administrator in the Dodgers organization. So here this guy was three, four years ago, was actually one of the better pitchers in the American League. Now out of baseball as an active player, and the guy that he got traded for is going to get traded again. Glasnow's had some injury issues though. Really good. Go but a Rosa Reina, that yes. makes no sense to me. Okay. Sorry.
5: Isaac Paredes, Isaac Paredes, however you pronounce it. He's also had his name thrown in there as well. After Not Isak! Pretty good season for they him. They hit
3: a ton of bombs last year, and those two guys had a lot to do with that, by the way. Well, we'll go over to college football here. The transfer portal
5: continues to be a mess around college football. Yesterday, a few big names entering the portal, including Ohio State's quarterback, Kyle McCord. Not a bad season for him by any means, but it sounds like Ryan Day sort of dismissed him or nudged him out the door. Uh, he'll surely land with another good team because of what he did this year, but what are the Buckeyes going to do? What's their contingency plan? Buy or sell, Bob. The grass won't be greener for Ohio State at the quarterback position.
3: I'm going to soft buy that. Look, they had this run with uh, with um, Dwayne Haskins, then Justin Fields, and then C.J. Stroud. were They were all outstanding at quarterback. For the Buckeyes. And McCord hasn't been terrible. His main fault is lost to Michigan. So he, it sounded like Ryan Day basically blamed him for the defeat. And his stats weren't that bad. I know he beat out Devin Brown for the job. And I don't know, full disclosure, what their incoming recruiting class looks like at quarterback. I know there's some hubbub out there in the uh, interweb chatter that if Arch Manning leaves Texas, if you were stays for another year, that maybe he could wind up in Columbus. But yeah, be careful what you wish for, man. No doubt about it, for sure. Back to baseball. The Braves continue
5: to be active this winter. Crazy, man. Most recently hammering out a deal with the Mariners. They landed Marco Gonzalez, a starting pitcher, and former top prospect Jared Kelnick. Uh, the move was done on Seattle's part to free up some salary space. Maybe they can go after some bigger fish and free agency. Gonzalez, disappointing year for him last year, but has some good years under his belt in the past. And Kelnick, uh, is maybe not living up to his pre-debut hype, but he's still only 24 years old.
3: Uh, buy or sell, Bob? Atlanta got a steal in Kelnick. I'll buy that. And with Gonzalez. I think that's a right now. It's a trade looking very thumbs up for Atlanta. kelnick has got to stop uh, kicking water coolers or whatever it was that he kicked that cost him a or punch. He did something to hurt himself with an inanimate object. They also got rid of Seattle. Bunch of syllables in his first name, Suarez. Ohenio, you know, who I'm talking about right. Dumping some salary there. So they'll get Robbie Ray back. They they traded their closer to Arizona who helped them get to the World Series when it looked like they were going to be selling at the trade deadline. Made a spirited run almost making the playoffs. I don't know what Seattle's doing. Dumping money I guess for, for who? But Atlanta. Hey, thumbs up to you Atlanta. Well didn't their GM's one of those nerd types says our, our
5: goal is to sit out to win 60% of our games or something like that Okay, well, good. Like, as long as we do that
3: we're good. <laughs> got, got his glasses taped together. Pen protector. How about this one here? We'll close with this. You ever a baseball 60 feet, 6 inches?
5: Uh, let's Nerd. See. Uh, T.J. Watt. Yes. Uh, nobody seems to be happy with the NFL refs these days, but T.J. Watt, uh, he was one of the more recent players to pop off after the Steelers lost to the Cardinals this week. Uh, he wasn't too pleased about a lack of holding calls against Arizona's Paris Johnson, who was tasked with guarding T.J. Watt all afternoon. Uh, the quote here from Watt said, The NFL has something going against me, so I don't want to talk any more negatively towards them. I don't know what I did,
3: but I'll leave it at that. Are you buying or selling Watt's gripes here? Uh, As bad as the officiating is, I'm going to sell it. I think it might be more of an incompetence thing than a zeroing in on T.J. Watt. But he said they're out to get him. But he doesn't want to talk about it. They're going to fine you significantly for those comments. So you'll be running even more hot once you have to uh, lose a few thousand dollars due to that fine for criticizing the officials. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fat. Turn it up Tuesday. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Talks to NBA next. Sean Devaney from heavy.com as the in-season tournament is charging to the end. And then the other teams at the bottom of that thing, you know, the bad ones down the road in Washington, San Antonio, Detroit, Wait, what the hell's going on there? Talk to Sean about that. Going to go back to baseball talk. We're going to hear from Michael Eyes, and Brandon Hyde around 1245 or so. They met with the media down in Nashville. NFL lunch, feed you some football. Trevor Lawrence got hurt last night against the Cincinnati Bengals. NFL week 14, we'll look at the schedule and the updated standings as we sit through 13 weeks. And then we'll go back to Nashville live with Rich Dubroff from BaltimoreBaseball.com. What are the
1: Orioles going to do this week, if any? LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan.
3: Vinny Haney, 1057, the fans. Turn it up Tuesday, crank it up to 12. It's Michael Jackson for you. Anything you want to hear live will play it, send your request, plaza for text line at 410 583 1057. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Nolan McGraw, talk to him. Show uh, progresses here. But let's talk a little NBA, the in season tournament continues on here a couple of games last night indiana and new orleans are merged victorious you have the knicks in milwaukee tonight along with phoenix in la here to talk about that season so far a couple of dreadful teams including the red white and blue one down the road here in dc from heavy.com wgk law guest hotline let's welcome into the show our friend sean devaney sean good afternoon what's going on Hey, Bob, how are you? Doing all right, man. Let's get to this email Adoka-LeBron James little confrontation that happened a few days ago where Adoka got cundiffed. I guess it was his second technical of the game. He and LeBron were doing a lot of jawing. I saw the transcript out there on the interweb, but I'm not saying it's unique to have a player and a coach jaw at one another, but what led to this little uh, get-together on the floor there between the Rockets and Lakers?
6: yeah you know it, it it did seem like there was something uh some some more backstory to lebron and and m a uh and it, hard to say exactly what that is but uh uh they didn't seem to like each other coming in that's for sure uh and you know uh m a goes out and uses uh uh the the b word let's call it and yeah. uh and lebron took offense to that and and said uh don't use that so loosely um, I and you know again, I I don't know what he's referring to or what he's if he was being uh, specific to anything, uh, you know something with of course, Ma has his own uh, history uh, in the league as a coach, and and maybe LeBron was was zinging him about that. Uh, hard to say exactly, but. Uh, uh, but it definitely uh, it definitely seemed to get a little
3: personal there. Yeah, add a little drama to that game and not to, to get away from the task at hand, which is talk about the in-season tournament and the, the bad teams, at least this week, Sean, in the NBA. But Rockets, I guess, at 8-9, and nine, I know they've lost three in a row. I mean, they've been a little bit on this surprising side early on. Can they sustain a 500-ish kind of record here, his first year on the
6: job there? Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's uh it's 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 tricky because they they've got this weird mix of young players uh and veterans. You know, they went out and they spent a lot of money uh on uh on Fred Van Vleet. uh and you know, if you look at the money that they're spending 40 million bucks a year uh for a guy who's uh, you know, maybe a, about a top 10 point guard, uh you know, that's that's it, it was a head scratcher when it happened, but uh uh, but, but but it happened, and they clearly wanted to turn a corner uh, and be a franchise that was going to be uh, vaulted right into uh, playoff contention. The problem is they've got so many young guys uh, that you know Fred VanVleet and, uh, and Dylan Brooks and, and Jeff Green; those guys weren't going to be enough to to suddenly turn things around for them. And, and I think you see that. Look, they, they they play well at home, which is what you expect out of young guys. They don't play well on the road. In the fact, they've been uh, a pretty terrible. Uh, road team uh, to this point. I, I'm not even sure they have a road win uh, at this point. I think they're I think they're 0 and, 0 and 7 or 0-8 or something like that. Uh, and that's that's sort of typical of what you'd expect uh, uh, from a young team like that. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where maybe they tried to turn the corner before they were ready. Uh, you know, you probably wanted to see what you have in some of those young guys a little bit more before you go out and make a big free agent signing. Uh, and then you pile on to, that, to the fact that, you know, Fred Bentley's a good player, but not a great player, and not a player who's going to automatically put you, uh, uh, you know, get you to 50 wins. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you know, probably about a 42-43 win team there.
3: Now, Sean, let's get to the in-season tournament. Last night, Indiana beat Boston, and New Orleans won. At Sacramento, uh, how has it resonated the tournament? I still don't really understand exactly yeah. what the end game is, other than getting a trophy. I believe the championship game does not count against the final standings, but how has it resonated so far with the networks and with the fans?
6: Yeah, you know, I mean, I I think the networks are happy because it it does give uh, a little bit of juice to November basketball, uh, and, and you know, here we are in, in early December, uh, and it's still. Uh, uh, I think people have a little bit more interest in it than they used to. And, and really, that's what this is designed for. Bob, I mean, it's not, you know, they they weren't expecting this to be, uh, you know, the kind of thing where uh, it's getting March Madness kind of numbers and the ratings and stuff like that. But if you could have anything that'll break through the monolith of the NFL uh, in November and December, if you're in the NBA, you'll take it. Uh, and this thing's done that at the very least. You know, even if it's people complaining about it, at least they're talking about it. If people want to say how ugly the courts are, fine. At least they're talking about the <laughs> right. NBA. That was that was that was Adam Silver's uh, uh, goal all along with this thing. And uh, and to that end, it's hard to say it hasn't worked. You know, uh, there may be some things that they can do to tweak it. I think the the point differential thing. Uh, you know, the, 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 sight of the Celtics, uh, doing a hack hacking Andre Drummond, uh, at the end, already up by 20 something points at the end of their game against the Bulls last week. It was ugly. Uh, and I think the league might want to think about, uh, uh, you know, altering some things so you don't get, you don't get that sort of thing. Teams playing for, uh, uh for super blowouts to do, uh, uh, point def- differential. But, uh, but for the most part, it's been, it's done exactly what the league had hoped.
3: Sean Devaney, Heavy.com. Joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 the Fed, talking some NBA with you on this. Turn it up Tuesday, Sean's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Bob Haney here on the fan. All right, Wizards, they're what, 3-16? and 16. They're 1-9? Mm-hmm. and they you know, The point differential is atrocious. <laughs> I mean, they're making the Spurs of the 70s look like the 89 Bull or uh, Pistons when it comes to playing defense here. But – Looking at them, Sean, going into the year, I don't think anybody expects a three and sixteen debacle. But did you expect more out of Washington? And Jordan Poole hasn't exactly been a seems a fan favorite, or maybe even a teammate that uh, is respected right
0: now.
6: Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, really it's it's been a worst case scenario uh, for the Wizards, and that is um, it, you know it, it'd be one thing if if they were just bad and 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 that was um that's that's all that was happening but what's happening is they're bad and the players that they might look to trade the players that they might look to help get them out of this uh in terms of making deals their their value is 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 cratering i don't think anybody's falling all over themselves to get Uh, Kyle Kuzma at this point. I don't think anybody's uh, really eager to trade for Jordan Poole at this point, not with the contract that he's got and sort of the the reputation that he's carved out for himself and and the 28% three-point shooting for a guy who's who's supposed to be a shooter, uh, you know? So uh you know, those two guys You look at them as, as somebody when the February trade deadline comes around and say, okay, we could, we could make some hay uh, with, uh, with a contender by making a deal here. Uh, but, but really nobody's uh uh you know, those two guys, it's hard to see him going anywhere because nobody's going to, you're uh, going to give up much for either of them. You know, Tyus Jones is, is, is certainly probably their best trade asset. Uh, and uh I'd be really surprised if he winds up uh uh staying with the team past uh, uh past February. But uh uh but you know the other two guys, man, that's uh it's it, like I said, it's been sort of worst case scenario. Now
3: worst case scenario, even worse than Washington is Detroit, two and eighteen. They've lost seventeen in a row, went winless in November. Monty Williams, who has a track record of success. Why are things so bad with the Pistons here?
6: Yeah, you know it's uh I, I think it's Really, a lot of roster pieces, and frankly, you know, I would rather be the Pistons than 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 the than the Wizards at this point because you know you've got Cade Cunningham, you've got uh, Jalen Duren, you've got uh, Isaiah Stewart. You know, you've got some young guys uh, who you know things haven't come together, but at least you've got some pieces there uh, that maybe you've got a future. But again, you know, they're they're in a situation where uh, they brought together a bunch of inefficient uh uh wing players guards and uh you know guys who just aren't 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 playing sort of modern basketball where you know you've got to shoot thirty six thirty seven thirty eight percent from the three point line uh you've got to be at forty five percent from the field um you know it, uh, they just don't have those kinds of guys so kate cunningham uh you know coming back from the injury has been okay but he's not been He's not been great in terms of today's basketball, where you, where you've got to be that sort of efficient guy. Um, you know, Ivy, uh, the, the, the Jaden Ivy, the number five pick from a couple years ago. Uh, you know, he's he's really been a huge, huge, huge disappointment uh, to this point. Uh, they keep trying with Killian Hayes for some reason, and and he keeps proving. To them that uh, that he is not an NBA player, but they keep trotting him out there, so they 've got all these guards uh, and 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 it 's just hard to see how they all fit together, but they 've got some talent, so you know I, I I do think that there's there's some light at the end of that tunnel uh, they 're paying Monty Williams a ton of money uh, they had to give him i think it was seventy two million bucks uh to get him to come to Detroit, Uh and uh, and it 's going to be a long job so um you know it's it's uh uh, it's ugly for now, but I, I I do think there's more light at the end of the tunnel in Detroit than there is in Washington right now.
3: All right, Sean. Uh, Josh Giddy looks like he could be in some serious trouble there. The accusations are very severe in Oklahoma City. How's this going to play out over the next uh, days, weeks, months, however long it takes to get some resolution?
6: Yeah, it's it's a tricky situation, you know, and it's certainly you know this is one where. Uh, I can kind of hide behind the fact that I'm not a lawyer and I and I don't know exactly how because it, you know they're going to have to let this play out in the legal system that could take a while uh, and you know what does the NBA do in the meantime because you're going to have this guy out there playing you can't suspend him necessarily for something that you don't even know what he did or uh, or or how bad it is or anything like that um, you know it's it's a tricky tricky situation for the league. Uh, because you know there's there's accusations out there, but nobody's you know there's no there's no real proof of the accusations, no real proof of all this stuff. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a tricky situation for the league. Like I say, you know they're able to step in and and, and make decisions, um, you know, on players that they feel are, are hurting the image of the league, uh, and they could certainly use that clause. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the union does in that case. You know, the union defend Josh Giddy or not, you know, I I, I don't know how that's all going to play out, uh, but it is, uh, uh, it's definitely a, a a tricky situation for the league to figure out and for the Thunder to figure out, uh, you know, obviously uh, there's an in- investigation going uh, right now, but it's also the, the, the whole legal thing. So, you know, how that all plays out um, they, they can't do a lot uh, on the NBA side, uh, until they really know what the legal implications are going to be.
3: Sean Devaney, Heavy.com. Sean, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday and the rest of that in-season NBA tournament, which we'll be wrapping up here in a couple of weeks. All right, thanks, Bob. You got it, buddy. Here's Sean Devaney, everybody. Talking about Josh Giddy, if you missed that news, which has been pretty much uh, out there for all of uh, your uh, public consumption, accused of an uh, inappropriate relationship with a minor. Now, it's not like Giddy's 40 years old, but still, he's uh, 21, and we saw it when we were talking about Wander Franco. Very similar accusations against him, and Tampa acted quickly to resolve that thing. Right, whereas Giddy, still out there
5: on the court every night, and you ask all the higher-ups with OKC, the coach, everyone,
3: so we're looking into it. He's still playing. It's Vinny and Haney, 105. So the Fed comeback reset for you. Vinny's off today. Bob Haney with you. NFL lunch coming up at 1. Upset Monday Night Football. If you missed it last night and a pretty significant injury maybe affecting Jacksonville. We'll look at the schedule for week 14 of the National Football League. Ravens back at it Sunday at 1 against the Rams. Winners of three in a row, L.A., by the way. And then Rich Dubrow, BaltimoreBaseball.com, joins us live from Nashville. Baseball winner...
1: At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From
0: the left, dear, one serves from the left? Whatever's gotten into you,
2: Campania? Haney, post up in the bleachers.
3: You're all carpeted! I love you!
1: The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan.
3: up about uh, lunch coming up a few minutes here looks like a high ankle sprain for trevor lawrence suffered last night against cincinnati monday night football game you hurt on the fan talk about that in a few minutes as we get to your nfl lunch we'll look at the schedule for week 14 in the national football league ravens back off thereby hosting the rams seven point favorites in that one ravens right now sit at nine and three number two seed in the AFC, and we'll look at potential playoff matchups. And the Ravens' schedule, on paper anyway, appears to be one of the toughest in the National Football League. Maryland hoops tomorrow against Penn State. Both teams 4-4. and Penn State's lost four in a row. Maryland feels like they've lost 16 games already, given their inability to put the ball in the basket. Maryland football taking on Auburn. In the Music City Bowl, the Heisman finalists were announced as Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., and Marvin Harrison Jr. all going to New York. Final four is set in football. It is Michigan and Alabama, Texas and Washington, Florida State and Georgia on the outside looking in. So plenty to get to winter meetings. We'll talk to Rich Dubroff at the bottom of next hour coming up around 1.30. But let's go back to yesterday. Mike Elias, Orioles GM. Now With the media, and we talked about this earlier with Mike Exisa. If the Orioles are trying to uh swing a trade for uh Dylan Cease, I'm assuming Chicago's just not going to take whatever Michael Elias
7: wants to give him. So, Michael Elias, are you a pr- uh, prepared to trade some of these prospects? Uh, we're definitely prepared to. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations dating back to the trade deadline where we've made um you know some of our more famous prospects available. I think what I would stress is just because we have this wonderful farm system um, and we theoretically would have the ability to um, match or top people's trade offers, um, we also have to worry about the balance of the trade itself, not just you know, who, who we're outbidding. And um, these are, a lot of our players are, are, are prospects. I mean, these are guys that are, um, have tools are performing performing in AAA our consensus top 50 prospects in baseball and every third party you look at we got teams asking about him left and right.
3: Well, the Orioles do have the number one farm system in Major League Baseball and they have the number one prospect in Jackson Holiday. He's not going anywhere. We were talking to Rockabaco yesterday and we'll talk to uh, Rich in about 35 40 minutes or so. Samuel Basayo looks to be off limits as well. But let me ask you this, Nolan McGraw and listeners out there, if you're Joey Ortiz, Connor Norby, you're probably saying, okay, it's great, thanks for cultivating me, but I see no, uh, no playing time in my immediate future in Baltimore, so why not? Why not include me in a deal here? And I'm assuming they both still have some juice, still top ten prospects in this Orioles farm system. Right, the top ten for the Orioles – How many teams
5: out there you think they would instantly become their number one prospect? So, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, it's easy to say off limits for Holiday and some others, but you got guys that are really coveted farther down the rankings. I've been saying it all along. You're not a team that has the biggest payroll. We know that. You're not a team that's going to compete with some of these big market teams in terms of spending. But what you do have is the best farm
3: system, and that's your money. These players are your money. Use it accordingly. What did Mike Harmon say? Magic beans. Right. That's what they are right now. I mean, so deep, they didn't even protect Hudson Haskin. I mean, they left him available for the World 5 draft, and he's one of their top 20 prospects.
5: I'd imagine he's uh, good as gone then.
3: Yeah, And the Hernays guy who they traded in the Cole Irvin deal, he's now one of Oakland's top prospects as he had a very good year in the A's farm system. But back to Mike Elias. When you're making those trades,
7: Mike Elias, you're looking for something that's balanced, right? I think it's fun for us to be in a position where we can get into every trade conversation, but I also, you know, I, I think uh, this perception that, that we have too many prospects and we need to get rid of some of them, I don't. I mean, that that, that doesn't um, register with me. We we've, we we want to have a very talented organization. We we'll, we'll, we need to make good trades. We don't need to uh, jettison players. So um, that's what we're focused on doing. But I think we're we're very open to and very realistic about. Uh, making our prospects available um, because there's some impact players out there.
3: Yeah, they're not going to trade just for the sake of trading, but Mike Elias is sharp enough to know. I mean, you're not getting a Dylan Cease or a Corbin Burns or whoever it is by trading your 40th-ranked prospect. The team, Milwaukee, Chicago, whoever it is, they're going to want a guy that might come in and play in the majors from day one or at the very least have a very short stay at their minor league affiliate.
5: Right, and this goes back to the point I just made. I mean, that's your bankroll. That's your money. Those are your assets, and he knew that coming in. He laid out the plan when he was hired here. This is what we're going to do. We're going to—the pipeline, elite talent pipeline. How many times did we hear him say that? They finally have the elite talent pipeline. There's not 27 positions on a baseball field, or 30, however. There's only so many. So you (laughs) got to—all these guys aren't going to play—
3: You ought to flip them for something. They had 30 players on the field there, but there'd be no hitters every night in the major leagues unless there's home runs. And, you know, we look at it as well. You know, the Orioles don't have a ton of pitching prospects coming up through the ranks. But if I'm Chicago, for instance, and Dylan Cease and they're dangling him, which is pretty obvious, first guy I'm asking for is Grayson Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I'm trading you a guy in his 20s who's controllable. I want somebody who's going to come in and be our new Dylan Cease. Now, Mike Elias is going to decline those overtures because rumors were that's what they were asking for at the trade deadline, that sort of thing. But there's still enough there, Nolan, what we've been talking about, to to cultivate a deal. I would assume.
5: Maybe that just means you got to throw in an extra bat. You know, maybe one more player than you were anticipating. Uh, somebody, a lottery ticket essentially. Somebody that you're not really sure what their upside could be. Nobody really does, but it's a little sweetener. And look, the, this is what happens when you don't draft pitching. I'm not saying that they, that I have a problem with that because they clearly draft pretty well. They know what they're doing. But if you're not going to draft pitching, supplement your farm system that way. You got to acquire it somehow.
3: And finally, with Mike Elias, uh, we all saw the news that Milwaukee gave Jackson Trurio a contract extension eight year, uh, eight years that could be worth up to 143 million dollars. By the way, if you haven't been paying attention or following along, he's 19. Yeah, you know, he's played six games above double A. He's never been to the majors, but he's already got eighty two mil guaranteed with the prospects for more. Speaking of prospects, Michael Ias, you in that game of getting out these early extensions?
7: Um, it's so case by case it's kinda of hard for me to opine on your question. I mean I think um opine. No you know, the, the uh, a lot of these um, have yet to play out and they're so fresh. Um I I think as somebody that celebrates Baseball and um, enjoys it. I think we like, you know, seeing um, players stay uh, with their teams when they're playing well as as fans. Um, but that's not always what happens with the way that the system's set up and free agency and a lot of the the rights that the players' side have uh, put in place the last 70 years.
3: Mike Elias, so I don't think he really answered the question, to be totally honest with you. It didn't sound like Jackson is getting extended anytime soon. No,
5: well, he's been dancing around that one for the past couple of years, talking about extending them long term. Now, look, Churio, nineteen, eighty-two guaranteed over eight years that comes out. I mean, that's a steal mm-hmm. if this guy pans out the $10 million a year. Yeah, Santander is going to be making that in arbitration. So sure. that's a steal. I think I don't see anyone in the Orioles organization that's going to jump to sign a deal like that.
2: No.
3: Well, you got Rutchman He's a free agent in, what, four years? He's going to hit free agency as he's pushing 30. Mm-hmm. He's got one big payday coming his way, long term. Gunnar Henderson's represented by Scott Boris. As is Holiday. Right. Yep. So they don't, Scott Boris historically doesn't even think about extending before the opportunity to hit free agency becomes reality. So they are kind of up against it a little bit but you never know in such an engaging city i mean cool uniforms at stadium. Wait a minute. It's Vinny at Haiti, one Oh five seven. The fan will come back NFL lunch, Monday night football. If you missed it, there was an upset based on the point spread for sure. Week 14 NFL schedule. We'll run down that thing. We'll look at the updated standings as well. And we'll talk more about the Orioles with rich Dubroff from Baltimore baseball.com at one thirty. It's Vidy and Haiti, Bob Haiti with you. Vinny's off today. Nolan McGraw on the fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,